0: Week manufacturing data leads off the morning. GM with a major Q2 manufacturing warning. Atlanta Fed GDP tracker flashing an interesting read. Meta slashing hiring plans. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day. Big short investor Michael Burry with a big time bear market call. And an Airbus with a big win over Boeing in China. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. I have been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich, every time. Money never sleeps, pal. Just made 800000 Hong on Congo. What you think you are? I am. There are three ways to make a living in this business. First, be smarter or cheaper. What is up and welcome to another episode of The Running with the Money Briefing powered by Pounding the Table. I'm your host, Luke Donay, and well, the market's just easing to the downside on this beautiful Friday afternoon with the S&P 500 down 8, Russell down 0.42, Dodge Jones down 81, and the NASDAQ down 41, going segment by segment, group by group. We see utilities, consumer discretionary, real estate, consumer staples, energy, and financials all moving to the upside. Meanwhile, industrials, communications, materials, healthcare, and technology, all moving to the downside. Now, shifting into, obviously, one of the biggest headlines of the morning we have this week manufacturing data being dropped so digging into it the institute for supply management's gauge decreased 53 last month from 56.1 in may and that's definitely not something we want to see now it's important to note that any reading above 50 does indicate manufacturing expansion but at the same time the expectation was for the june number to come in at 54.5 so coming in at 53, it does indicate that it was lower than economists had expected, and it was a much weaker number than expected. Now, digging into the index of new orders, that actually dropped 6 points to 49.2, which is the lowest level we have seen in roughly two years, since May of 2020. And this comes as consumer spending is starting to slow, maybe under the weight of inflation, and inventories are piling up. In fact, the ISM gauge of manufacturer inventories ticked up to 56. So, you're seeing inventories increase, sales decline, and manufacturing growth decelerate. This is not in that positive for the U.S economy and if you go sector by sector group by group when it comes to these industries you see industry comments were mostly negative when it came to outlook but at the same time they were saying a lot of these segments were running at the same pace and you can dig into those comments actually directly from ism if you go to the bloomberg article which is posted to my twitter feed so go check that out but shifting into gm warning of manufacturing issues in the second So, General Motors today warning investors that supply chain issues will be materially impacting their second quarter earnings. But despite the significant impact on Q2 numbers, they are maintaining their guidance for full year 2022. So, GM. Now expecting net income for the second quarter to come in at roughly $1.6 to $1.9 billion. That is below the analyst expected net income of $2.5 billion. So definitely if they deliver between that $1.6 and $1.9 range, they're going to miss big time those analyst expectations for Q2 net income. Also, an interesting no out of GM's warning. They said that they have 95,000 vehicles in their inventory that were manufactured, but without certain components as of June 30. So... What does that mean for their inventory? Well, they are saying that most of those vehicles will be sold by the end of 2022, but many are somewhat skeptical of that given that the consumer is showing signs of slowdown. Now, shifting into the Atlanta Fed GDP tracker, flashing a read that would indicate the US is likely already in a recession. So the Atlanta Fed's GDP Now measure, which indeed tracks economic data in real time and it adjusts continuously as new data comes in, is now reading second quarter output contracting by 1%. So, in essence, a 1% decline in GDP, which would be big because the previous read was actually growth of 0.3%. And if we do indeed come in with a GDP down 1%, that would indicate two continuous quarters of contraction, which would put us into the technical definition of a recession because, as we know, the first quarter's GDP decline was 1.6%. Now, we did get some commentary out. Nicholas Colas, co-founder of Datatrack Research. And by the way, I subscribe to their newsletter, Datatrack Research. It's an excellent resource. I 100% recommend subscribing to it. Either way, he went on to say, quote, GDP now has a strong track record, and the closer we get to the July 28th release of the initial Q2 GDP estimate, the more accurate it becomes. So in essence, what he's saying is, look, this read is typically pretty darn accurate, but we won't know the true and very close second quarter GDP read until we get to that july 28th release now shifting away from the atlanta fed gdp read we are going to shift into meta slashing their hiring plans so facebook owner meta has decided to cut their plans to hire engineers by at least 30 percent this year and that's direct from ceo mark zuckerberg now zuckerberg went on to say in a q a session quote if i had to bet I'd say that this might be one of the worst downturns that we've seen in recent history. And this comes after, I don't know, Elon Musk, Jamie Dimon, and all of these other very successful, very smart business individuals across the United States who have unique insights into the U.S. economy, also echoing that tone, saying that the United States is going to see a very deep recession. So not really a net positive, at least if you're a bull on the U.S. economy. But also, Meta has reduced their target for hiring engineers in the year of 2022 to around six to 7,000. And that is much less than the initial plan to hire roughly 10,000 new engineers. Now, simultaneously, and this was interesting, and this is Meta-centered, Mark Zuckerberg pretty much saying that there's a lot of people at the company who just shouldn't be there. Maybe there's some over hiring issues going on and he wants to weed out staffers. In fact, he said, quote, realistically, there are probably a bunch of people at the company who shouldn't be here. Part of my hope is by raising expectations and having more aggressive goals and just kind of turning up the heat a little bit is that I think some of you might decide that this place isn't for you and that self-selection is okay with me. So in essence, what he's saying there is, look, I have a lot of people here who aren't as productive as they need to be, and they probably shouldn't be here, and therefore, I'm going to turn up the heat and weed my staffers out, which is also an interesting strategy, I guess, to deal with your hiring and your staff, um, but definitely some interesting notes out of Mark Zuckerberg today. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, let's talk about Cohen reiterating Chevron as outperform and Exxon as market perform. The firm went on the say, quote, we expect XOM to post strong earnings and free cash flow given peer lending refining exposure. We have CVX earnings in line and free cash flow missing, which could be a challenging setup given its current valuation. JP Morgan, the day reiterating Apple is overweight as well. The firm went on to say, quote, contrary to popular investor sentiment and expectations of downside to estimates on account of slowdown in consumer spending and FX headwinds. We believe near term estimates are instead resilient relative to the conservative guide already issued by the company on the last earnings call. So JP Morgan, bullish on Apple, reiterating it as overweight. Also, Barenberg downgrading FedEx to hold from buy today. The firm went on to say, quote, however, with near-term earnings risk now mounting and mixed prospects for the execution of the strategic review, we think the shares may pause for breath until the macroeconomic outlook becomes clearer. Barenberg pausing on FedEx downgraded the name to hold from buy now, we also had Wells Fargo reiterating Bank of America and Citi as overweight and JP Morgan as equal weight. Today, the firm went on to say, quote, we believe this cycle is very different due to structural changes, more stable deposit funding, better NII growth, tech revolution, better expense control, and de-risking lower credit losses. So Wells Fargo reiterating Bank of America and Citi as overweight. Meanwhile, JP Morgan as equal weight. Now, Bank of America today, speaking of the bank, named Meta Platforms a top third quarter pick. Firm went on to say, quote, Meta remains one of our top picks in the online media sector as the company has higher relative revenue stability compared to peers given breadth of advertisers, healthy margins that will minimize cash flow concerns, and significant cash on balance sheets to take advantage of stock dislocations with buybacks. Bank of America also downgrading Micron to neutral from buy today. Going on to say, quote, as expected, Micron is impacted by one weak consumer PC smartphone demand to China. Lockdowns nearly half of sales miss and three slower enterprise sales. Bank of America not looking micron after the latest earnings report, which we did indeed cover in yesterday's episode. And then finally, Needham reiterating Coinbase as a buy. The firm going on this I quote, despite near term risk to our 2022 estimates, we remain in the bull camp. And note the continued elevated interest from institutions towards the space. And the plethora of product use cases, DeFi, NFTs, stable coins, this cycle versus seventeen, eighteen as positive backdrops for Coinbase. Needham reiterating Coinbase as a buy. Now, shifting away from the biggest analyst calls of the day, let's talk the big short investor, Michael Burry. Basically saying that this bear market has much more downside. He tweeted last night, quote, adjusted for inflation. 2022, first half, S&P 500 down 25 to 26%. the NASDAQ down 34 to 35% and Bitcoin down 64 to 65%. That was multiple compression. Next up earnings compression so maybe halfway there so it seems michael burry is still very bullish expecting those q2 earnings to disappoint and send the market lower and shifting away from michael burry let's talk about airbus with a big win over boeing in china landing a 37 billion dollar deal for 292 airliners now China Eastern Airlines will be buying 100 narrow body jets. At the same time, Air China will be taking on 64 units, and Shenzhen Airlines will be acquiring 32 more. In total, 292 airlines will be purchased for $37 billion by Chinese airline companies from Airbus. Now, this is really important just on a bigger level. Now, Why? Due to the pure fact that Boeing has historically counted China, especially China Southern, as one of their biggest customers. And now they're starting to see these Chinese airlines go and purchase from their competitor, Boeing being an American company and Airbus being a European company. You know, the U.S. economy and really Americans should want to see Boeing succeed. But after their 737 MAX issues, the crashes and Really, political tensions between Washington and Beijing—you have not seen China come back to Boeing in size, and this is certainly not a net positive for the company. But that is the news today. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the Running with the Money Briefing, powered by Pound the Table. Go give my boys over at Pound the Table a listen. You can listen to them anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. But in the meantime, go give me and my team a follow at Renewing the Money anywhere on social media or anywhere you listen to podcast. And also, listen, profit, trade on, and I will see you Tuesday.